0: Hey everybody, it is Friday, April 3rd, 2020, and you're listening to an episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brett Ezzelike, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, and car whatever. Uh, By all things considered, uh, you know, we're hanging in there. We're doing things. Uh, We are still, well, more than about eight-tenths of the way through our lockdown situation here in Michigan. Uh, It is sounding more and more like this may get extended into mid to early June. Uh, So as we continue to be locked down, uh, consider this episode a little bit more of a scrap story type setup where we're just going to kind of talk about some general headlines that are coming across uh, the automotive news landscape as we round out this week. Uh, I think first things first, the biggest thing that's kind of going on right now is just talking about the uh, sales or lack thereof by the majority of automakers. I believe we touched on it earlier this week. Um, But, you know, the big takeaway is that uh, with GM, Ford, Chrysler, uh, many of the European marks, so many other ones down such significant percentages as we wrapped up the first quarter of automobile sales, uh, it comes as no surprise that weird incentives and other uh, pricing schemes are being cooked up by different automakers to get people to head to the dealerships. Uh, there's a whole huge litany of things to kind of dig into here. Uh, But some of the standout things I think are kind of worth mentioning that I can remember reading from the depths uh, at least on my computer earlier this week is that GM in particular, while their sales didn't look like they took such a massive nosedive uh, compared to everybody else just because Chevy and GMC seem to have held on for so long. Uh, Cadillac was in the negative. They blamed a lot of their uh, woes just on the coronavirus epidemic altogether. Uh, Of course, that kind of Ignores the truth of the matter that Cadillac doesn't really have many cars to sell, as it is at this point in time. Uh, Buick, on the other hand, was down more than 30% as they continue to shed models and shift away from cars altogether. It'll be interesting to see where that number ends up lying. But overall, uh, not a good situation at GM as we head into the early spring uh, and the early summertime. Now, some of the ways that some of these brands are looking to get around some of these uh, sales woes uh, is, well, pricing, first off. Uh, FCA announced that they are going to be rolling out 0% interest loans that are going to last up to 84 months on many of their vehicles. Uh, Basically, you are getting a quote-unquote free car, no interest uh, on that purchase, which is... Absolutely insane. I mean, if you're a person who's into the idea of holding on to a car for, you know, 10 years and you are really into, you know, doing that every 10 years, I don't think that's the worst case scenario to go after. Uh, but all things considered, 84 months on a new Chrysler vehicle uh, seems like a downright terrible idea. Uh, the other interesting part of that whole thing is that Chrysler's going to be moving to an online purchasing uh, platform. Uh, in theory, you would be able to order your Jeep, your Ram, your Dodge, your Chrysler vehicle online, and they would deliver it to your door in much the same way that Tesla has been doing a similar thing. Uh, how exactly this is going to go over, what kind of ways that they're going to be working in cons- concert with dealers uh, doesn't seem entirely clear, Uh, but if this is kind of the foothold in the way to modernize automobile sales and get to the point where, you know, you're buying directly from the manufacturer, uh, I think that would be a great benefit to everyone. Now it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of shakes out with RAM altogether, in particular, because uh, the truck sales also came in, And in that particular situation, GM, weirdly enough, is on top in the pickup trace or pickup truck race in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, I don't have the specific numbers in front of me, and it is a small lead, but nevertheless, uh, Chevrolet is selling more trucks than anybody else right now, uh, including the Ford Motor Company with their F-150. Uh, this is a complete reversal of where things were at at the end of 2019, where the F-150 was the number one overall number one overall seller for what 40 some odd year in a row. Uh, Ram was number two, which was surprising to everyone that they had beat out Chevy. And then it was Chevy in third, followed by GMC in fourth place. And uh, You know, that kind of seems to be that that trend will maybe continue, but, of course, with everything put on hold at this point in time, uh, there's really no telling what's going to be happening in the next several months, uh, let alone the rest of the year. Now Ford, in particular, has an idea about how they want to address their shortfall of automobile sales kind of moving forward. And their big plan is to basically do, I guess, what worked for them back in 2009 and 2010. Uh, Ford wants to do a Cash for Clunkers program, part two, where you get a guaranteed specific amount for a vehicle. I think it's like older than 10 years with a certain mile per gallon rating. On the surface, that sounds like a great idea. You know, there are there's evidence, at least to some extent, that this program did work several years ago. To help boost automobile sales. Uh, but the other back end of this is that the used car market really has not recovered since then. Uh, a lot of affordable vehicles really up and entirely disappeared uh, after this whole debacle back in 2009 and 2010, and uh, I don't think there's gonna be any kind of major recovery if this happens again. By that, what I mean is, you know, 10-15 years ago, you know, you could walk out and buy a five to 6000 thousand dollar used car. And it would be a pretty good shape, pretty reliable vehicle. Maybe not perfect on gasoline mileage, but overall, you know, it was reliable transportation to get you to and from work or to school or anywhere else. But when all these vehicles start getting scrapped, regular vehicles started to increase in price, and there were issues with credit approvals and so many other things. And in the end, you know, you were left with a market where, in many cases, it was cheaper to buy a new car than it was to buy a used car, uh, particularly with pickup trucks, uh, with some of the larger SUVs, things like that. It was a very, very strange time doing that again and 2020 uh, ultimately seems like a really bad idea. Because if, you know, you're trying to lure somebody in with a guaranteed five, six, $7,000 trade uh, and trying to rope them into a payment plan of $150, $200 a month on an 84-month loan, when we have no idea what the economic situation's gonna be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, uh, it, it just seems like a shaky bit of policy. Uh, to say the least. Uh, I I don't have my hopes up uh, that this would occur. I really don't want it to occur. So uh, I guess more news as it comes. But given that Ford uh, wasn't exactly on the government side when it came to rewriting CAFE standards uh, and continued to fight against it up until the very end, it's hard to say whether or not uh, some of the government officials will back them, given uh, the way our current government ends up operating. Uh, it's... it's a big mess, to say the least. And, you know, shit slides downhill, uh, pretty quickly. Because, you know, again, if car makers aren't making cars, there are a lot of people who don't have jobs. And when people don't have jobs, they're not buying cars. And, of course, it's a cyclical process. The other thing that's been getting interesting has been seeing stories online about uh, parts companies starting to fold. Uh, A lot of those companies run on pretty tight margins, and whether it is the car companies who aren't ordering parts, or they themselves being in states where there is some kind of mandated shutdown, uh, these places aren't operable, and when they can't continue to make the things that they need to make, uh, things end up going tits up. And uh, these small parts companies are going to likely be doing that going forward. And there's really, again, no way of knowing where the floor is at on this because if GM wants to spool things back up suddenly in two to three weeks uh, and they don't have... I can't think of a parts company off the top of my head, but they don't have a small parts company to make gizmos and widgets for them. Uh, They can't make, you know, a new Chevy Trax or, you know, a new Silverado pickup truck. And again, we are in very uncharted territory. Uh, the other thing has also been the stories about aftermarket parts companies folding all together. Uh, there was one about, uh, I think it was a air suspension setup company. Uh, they just recently folded this past week. There's a lot of stories about how uh, this might be the case going forward with a lot of aftermarket parts companies where, again, people aren't driving their cars. They don't need to fix their cars. If they don't need to fix the cars, there's no need for the parts to be uh, well-being fulfilled in uh, just the same way that that, you know, people aren't looking to modify their cars, and you know, it's just an additional expense on top of your car note or on top of your house payment or your rent or anything else, and it just can't be justified right now. And if that is going to be the ongoing case for a lot of different people, uh, you know, where's the floor on that particular part of the industry? You know, we're looking at if, if these big companies start folding in and there's nobody there to catch them or to buy them, uh, how much technology, how many years of development, how much uh, you know process is going to be gone? And again, we don't really know where the floor is going to be at there. Now, speaking of high-performance parts and other things, motorsport, of course, we talked about earlier this week in the Monday episode of the show. Uh, Motorsports are pretty much canceled this year. Uh, NASCAR and IndyCar are saying that they are going to be returning in late May, early June. Formula One seems to think that they're going to be returning much sooner than later. Uh, But as that continues to be in a holding pattern, and many of these teams are losing money by not racing, uh, it's hard to say Well, if anything, is going to be moving forward at all the rest of the year. One of the things that we've been kind of keeping an eye on is the all-new Car of Tomorrow program for NASCAR, as well as the new 2021 Formula One regulations. Both of those were supposed to go into effect for the 2021 seasons of each sport, respectively. And it is looking like, at least at this point in time, for Formula One, those regulations might get pushed back to as late as 2023 if Red Bull gets their way. For sure they might end up going uh, into effect in 2022. Uh, The hard part right now is that these companies just can't afford to spend the money to do the development work while their workers are back at home base. Uh, It is just not in the cards. And without that money coming in from sponsorship deals, from race wins, from manufacturer wins, things like that, they just can't guarantee that they're going to have cars that are going to be up to snuff uh, once the rules roll over next season. So a Formula One getting pushed back, like I mentioned, NASCAR is also getting pushed back. Looks like NASCAR is gonna be pushed back until the 2022 season with the car of tomorrow getting further development work done as we continue to be here in the mid-season break. Uh, rest stop. I don't really know what you want to call it, but uh, NASCAR has been pushed back. Formula One's pushed back. It sounds like some of the development work might be getting pushed back for IndyCar as well. Uh, it's it's very tough to know uh, what exactly is going to be happening with these motorsports uh, as the year moves forward. Uh, but in good news, we do have some racing, in air quotes, going on this weekend. Uh, IndyCar is going to be racing online through iRacing like they did this past weekend. Uh, And it will be played on NBC. Uh, I don't know if it's NBC Actual Over-the-Air TV or NBC Sports. One of the two will be carrying it. uh, But that'll be Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, They're going to be racing at Barber Motorsports Park down in Mississippi, Alabama. I always forget which one that they're in. Uh, But that should be an interesting watch. They did a really great job with their coverage last weekend. Hopefully this week uh, is just the same. NASCAR will also be racing on Sunday doing their uh, challenge racing uh, it sounds like this week they're going to be at Bristol and I believe they race at I think it's 1 or 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Uh, this year they're going to be doing a stage or at least for this event they're going to be doing the stage racing again. So they're going to have two 50 lap uh, heat races that will eventually lead to a 100 or 150 lap race at Bristol with uh, the full fat of uh, the winners and losers there uh, for the main race. So should be pretty exciting uh the nascar races have been so much fun to watch uh and hopefully more people get into this as uh well fox and nbc and many other sports companies uh, continue to broadcast these races well anyway guys that is a quick rundown of some of the car news uh, as we wrap up this week once again i hope you're doing a uh good thing being safe not going out unless you have to uh you know still getting some exercise when necessary and uh just being good people washing your hands and covering your face Uh, until next time guys we will see you on the next episode of the salvage title podcast